Church, this Advent, uh, we are in a sermon series where we are looking at the faith of Mary, the mother of God, and considering what we can learn from the example of her life as we prepare our hearts for the coming of the Lord. Last week, Jim kicked this series off for us, and and he framed it for us by reminding us that that while the Catholic Church may have overdone it in regards to theology and, and veneration of Mary, that we should avoid the classic overreaction that the Protestant Church has often made by underdoing our appreciation of Mary as an example of faith. We shouldn't over, overemphasize Mary and elevate her to a status to which she doesn't belong, but we also shouldn't underemphasize and largely ignore her either. Instead, we should rightly regard Mary as we hear the angels regard her in advance of that first Christmas morning, and as the first Christians regarded her at and after that first Christmas day. As blessed among women and highly favored by God. In short, we should regard Mary as the scriptures do. And that's what we're aiming to do in this series as we look at the faith of Mary and the example that she is for our lives. And in particular, uh, during this series, we're looking at the life of Mary in comparison and contrast with the life of Eve. Considering them both at least as potential representatives of us all. And so throughout this series, we're going to be considering how we can find ourselves in them, what we can learn from them, and what warning and hope uh, their lives can provide for us. Last week, we began by considering Eve's and Mary's thoughts and beliefs about the Word of God. And it led us to consider in our own lives, do we trust and believe in God's word or not? Today, we are moving beyond our mental beliefs about God's word, and we're looking at our physical responses to God's word. So this morning, we're considering not just what we think about the word of God, but how do we actually respond to it in our lives? We're asking the question, not just do we believe it, but do we actually obey it? And again here, Eve and Mary provide for us very different, but incredibly important examples. In our Old Testament reading from this morning, we heard the story of Eve, which recounts humanity's first and perhaps its most prominent example of disobedience to the word of God. Where despite what God had instructed, that you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day you eat of it you will die. Despite that warning, Eve did not believe or trust these words of God. She didn't believe that she would actually die. She didn't trust that the prohibition from the Lord was actually for her good and her flourishing. And so in rejection of God's warning, she took the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and she ate it. Her disbelief and her distrust 
led to her disobedience. In contrast, Mary, when approached with God's word by the angel Gabriel, though she did not fully understand what it meant or how it could possibly be true, Mary believed God's word to her, and she trusted that it would be for her best. And so Mary obeyed and surrendered herself to the words of God. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word, she said. Her faith and her trust led to her obedience. So in these stories, we have two different women and two different responses to the word of God in their lives. And and at the heart, the attitude surrounding these two responses could not have been more different from one another. Eve took what was desirable to the eye. Mary accepted what would be difficult for her life. Eve determined the rules for her life by herself. Mary deferred to God's plan and purposes for her life. Eve grasped at joy by attempting to satisfy the desires of her body. Mary received her joy through the sacrifice of her body for another. Eve sought pleasure. Mary accepted pain. Eve indulged. Mary abstained. Eve took control. Mary surrendered control. Eve was distracted by other voices. Mary was focused on the voice of the Lord. Eve was pursuing what she thought was best. Mary pursued what God said was best. Eve was determined in her way. Mary submitted to God's way. Eve doubted and disobeyed the words of God. Mary believed and obeyed the words of God. And the reason that this matters, and the reason I want to highlight it for us today, is because of the implications that, these, that this model has for our lives, for all of our lives. And here's what I mean by that. Both of these women were seeking blessing. Both women but were responding to God's word in the ways that they thought would bring joy and contentment and blessing. They both did what they thought would be the most fulfilling thing for their lives. But in the end, it was only Mary who experienced the blessing that she desired. Eve's response of disobedience brought only curses and pain. Curses upon the land and pain for herself and for her spouse and for humanity. Eve's disobedience didn't deliver what she desired. But Mary's response of obedience brought blessing upon blessing into her life and into the world. She was considered blessed among women for all generations. She found favor with God. And the fruit of her obedience eventually blessed the entire world. Two different women who were after the same thing. And the only real difference between the experience of their lives 
was in their response to the word of God. The only difference was because of their obedience to God's word or their lack thereof. God spoke to both of them, but Eve disobeyed and found only burden, while Mary obeyed the Lord and found abundant blessing. Mary's obedience to God brought her the blessing of God. And the reason that this example of Mary is so important for us is because the exact same thing can be true for us as well. We see this in a profound way in two short and simple teachings from Jesus that are found in, in Luke chapter 11 and John chapter 14. If you have a Bible with you, I want to invite you to, to encourage you to, to turn to those two passages. Luke chapter 11 and John chapter 14. So that you can follow along with me as I make this connection between Mary's blessing of obedience and ours. In Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and 28, Jesus had been teaching the crowds. And as he was teaching, a woman in the crowd who was moved by his words cried out, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. What the woman was saying is that you, Jesus, are so great that Mary is blessed to have been your mother. She's proclaiming the blessedness of Mary for her status as Jesus's mom. And while that's true, that that Mary is certainly blessed by her unique place in history to be the physical mother of the incarnate God... What Jesus says in response to this woman's declaration is profound and gives hope to us all. Because what Jesus said is blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And so what Jesus is saying is that what determines whether or not a person is blessed is their obedience to the word of God. That is what makes us blessed. Not some given or perceived status, but it is our obedience. Whether it is Mary or Eve or you or me, it is our obedience to God and to his word, which determines whether or not we are blessed according to Jesus. And we see why that is the case in John chapter 14, Beginning in verse 23, where Jesus was talking with his disciples about how even after he leaves them and goes back to his father in heaven, that he would still be able to be with them and be present with them by the Holy Spirit. And in that passage, Jesus said to them, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him And make our home with him. Do you hear what Jesus is saying? Jesus says that if we love him, we will keep his word. We will obey him. It's a sign of our love. If we love him, we will obey him. And if we obey him, then God will come and make his home with us. Church, isn't this ultimately... The reason why Mary was blessed. She loved God. And she obeyed 
his words to her. So he came and made his home in her. Literally, God's life grew inside of her. That is why we call Mary blessed. It really has nothing to do with her. But it is because Christ was profoundly dwelling in her. And what Jesus is saying to his disciples in John chapter 14 is that the same can be true for us as well. If you love the Lord and you respond to his words with obedience in your life, then his promise is that he will come and make his home in you. Because it is through our obedience that Christ is increasingly formed in us. It's through our obedience. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, yes. But, but through our obedience that our life begins to look more and more like His life. That His life is lived more and more through our life. It's through our obedience that His ways and His life are made known to the world through us. That his life is birthed, if you will, by us into the world. When we're disobedient to God's ways, we're showing ourselves to the world. We're showing our will, our ways to the world. And that's not very attractive. And it doesn't ultimately lead to being blessed. But when we're obedient and submitted to God's ways, we're not showing ourselves, but we're showing him to the world. His life lived in and through us. And that, Jesus says, is the definition of true and lasting blessing. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So church, in this season of Advent, when we're called to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord, Are you responding to the word of the Lord in your life like Eve or like Mary? Are you living your life on your own terms or on God's terms? Are you entrenched in doing things your way or are you submitted to doing them his way? In response to his words that you've been given, are you living in obedience or in disobedience to God? You know, the reality is that left to ourselves, we're all Eve. Left to ourselves, we've all made the disobedient, instant gratification, self-satisfying choice and sought blessing on our own terms. We're all Eve in that way. The good news of the gospel is that our God is a God who came to the earth in order to seek out those who reject him. Our God is a God who put on flesh in order that he might eat and drink with sinners like us. Our God is a God who finds the outcast hidden up in the tree and invites himself into their home for dinner. Our God is a God who 
always scans the horizon, always waiting and watching for his prodigal children to come home. Our God is a God who stands at the door of every human heart and knocks, wanting to be let in. And the good news that we proclaim is that each and every one of us has the opportunity at any and every moment to repent of our Eve-like responses and to receive the Lord into our lives with the response of Mary. Let it be to me according to your word. And if we will do that, If we will receive the Lord in that way, if we will hear his voice and open the door of our heart to him. And his promise to us is that he will come into our lives and make his home in us. And we will experience the favor and the blessing of God. So church, in these brief moments that follow When we pause to rest in God's word, I want to invite you to consider the faith of Mary. Consider her obedience and the blessing that it brought. And consider any area of your own life where you need to follow her example and surrender to the Lord. Saying, may it be to me. According to your word. Amen.